Let's pray. Father God, as we give you thanks for all your provision to us, help us as we gather around your word to hear what you would say to us in this harvest season. In Jesus' name, amen. Normally at harvest festivals, we would have some kind of display of flowers and food. My previous church was in a more rural part of the world. And some harvests, I felt like a greengrocer behind all the produce we had in the display. Quite a lot of it from people's gardens. And there was another church in which I was a member where the children would take the produce collected on Harvest Sunday to some of those of our church who were housebound. And it was a way of including them in our harvest celebrations. Or something else that has become quite common in recent years has been collecting non-perishable items for food banks. And it's my plan in about seven, eight weeks time, somewhere around that, we will link up with Harrow Food Bank as part of our Christmas giving this year. It's good to celebrate God's provision, to be thankful and appreciative of all that we have been given. Harvest celebrations go way back right into Bible times, and the children of Israel were no different. We can see that in the Bible reading this morning. This morning the reading was about celebrating harvest and acknowledging that, as the old harvest hymn says, all good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. One of the key ways in which God shows his love for us is in providing for our needs. And food's about more than mere survival. Food is a great source of joy, but it can also remind us of God's wonderful creation. And I have some items this morning that you might find in a typical harvest display, which can help to remind us of God's world and how we should truly appreciate it and how we should truly mark harvest. The first one is this. The humble potato. As an Irishman, you'll not be surprised that I am thankful for the potato. I showed you a slide a couple of weeks ago which said if you could do these things, all these things with a potato, just imagine what God could do with you. And there are so many ways in which we can enjoy the spud. Boiled, roasted, mashed, chips, crisps, potato waffles. But even I can only eat so many potatoes. And if they sit in my house too long, they will start to develop these little shoots, which you might be able to see if you look closely at this potato. These are called eyes. And these come out of the potato, like this one here. And often we'll root them out, or we'll peel them out, and we'll wash them down, and we'll take out the bits where the eyes have come from. But if we were allowed them to allow them to sprout and put them into the soil, these shoots would eventually develop into potato plants. Who knew potatoes have eyes? But the eyes of the potato remind us of one of God's great gifts to us, that we have eyes to help us to see. And at harvest time, we can particularly use our eyes to see the wonder and beauty of God's creation. We can look around and see God's great provision that he's made for us. 
And God wants us to use our eyes to remember his love. In Genesis, God shows Noah a rainbow in the sky and says, look up and see that rainbow. And when you see that, remember as long as the earth lasts, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Part of the way God provides for us is to give the earth a rhythm of day and night, cold seasons, warm spells, a time to plant, a time to harvest. Each of us, of course, will prefer different times of year. Some like the summer heat, some like the winter cold, some like the colours of autumn or the freshness of spring. But they all work together. God uses all the seasons to generously provide for us. Or there's another part of the Bible where God tells us to use our eyes. In Isaiah we read, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls him out because of his great power and might and strength. Not one of them is missing. Now in London, we don't see as many stars each night as they might have done. Our streetlight means we don't see them as clearly. But all the time, scientists are discovering more and more stars, more and more galaxies and planets. Our universe, it turns out, is far bigger and greater than anything we can imagine. And God is holding it all. All the time. If we use our eyes, we can discover that God is bigger than greater than we can possibly imagine. And those words from Isaiah were spoken to people who had a really hard time thinking that God cared about them. They thought that God had forgotten about them or he wasn't able to help them. And God says, no, look up, use your eyes. I know all the stars by name and I care about them and I care about you. Jesus told us that God cares about us so much that he could even tell you how many hairs are on your head. So when we use our eyes and look at the wonders of the world, may we be reminded of how God cares for us. I encourage you to take time this harvest to appreciate some of the beauty of our world and our universe and become aware once more of just how great God is and how much he provides for us. But it's not just the humble potato I have up here. I have this, corn on the cob. Who likes corn on the cob? Oh yeah, maybe a bit of butter on it. But corn in this form has another name. This is, can be called an ear of corn. And at harvest, it is good to use our ears to hear all the amazing things in our world. In my garden, I have a bird table. And each morning, I can hear the sounds of all the different types of bird each day. It's fantastic. Does anyone have a favourite sound? For some, it might be the sound of a child or a grandchild, even if it's the sound of them falling asleep at the end of a long day. Or beautiful music 
can bring us great joy. We can hear three little words. I love you. And it totally transforms our day. And we can hear about the love of God in the Bible through coming to church or listening to people teach us about Jesus. Hearing is a real blessing. And at harvest we give thanks for the wonderful things we can hear. Or I have another food, and this is one of my personal favourites. Bananas. Any thoughts on what part of the body the banana might remind me of? Would it help if I told you there were five in this bunch? The real, num the real name for the cluster of bananas is a hand, a hand of bananas. And at harvest, the banana can remind us of all the amazing things we can do with our hands. We're all quite different. So we're all different at using our hands for different things. Some will make, use their hands to make great things. Others will use them to play lovely music. We might use them to write or type a letter to someone or even just to send them a text or a WhatsApp message to let them know that we're thinking about them. One of the most important ways that God provides for us is in the gifts and skills we have to enable us to work, to provide for ourselves. And we might not always think of work as a blessing, but perhaps particularly this year when so many have not been able to work as much as they would like or have lost jobs, we realise how valuable it is. And sometimes we can lose sight of what a blessing it is. We can look at what we have and say, well, I worked for that. I earned it. It's mine. But we can forget that the ability to work itself is a gift from God. The hand of bananas can remind us of the ways God wants us to use our hands, to do good and to work hard. In Ecclesiastes we read, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Or Paul, one of Jesus' earliest followers, wrote to some Christians and said, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if God was your boss or God was the one you were helping. If we are blessed with a job, it is good to work hard at it. It can be a really good witness for Jesus when we work hard. And it can be a really bad witness if we have a job and don't work hard whilst we have the chance. At harvest, it is good to stop and give thanks, not just for the food on our table, but also for the ability we have to work and to earn money, to remind ourselves how God wants us to use our hands to do good, caring deeds so that others will know of God's love. But I have one final thing with me. It's a cabbage. Got to admit, not one of my favourite vegetables. But can anyone think of a part of the body that the cabbage would remind us of? Well, the inside of a cabbage is called the heart. The heart. 
And that can remind us of three things at harvest. Because the heart is a symbol of love. Right throughout this morning, we have been reminded that one of the ways God shows his love for us is in providing us for it with our physical needs, our food, our clothing, our shelter. But that's not the greatest way God showed his love for us. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves us so much that he wants us to live in relationship with him. And that was why he sent Jesus into the world. Jesus showed us and told us how much God loves us. And Jesus went to the cross and died. And Jesus rose from the dead to show us the full extent of God's love and that nothing would be able to take God's love away from us. And if we invite him into our lives, God sends the Holy Spirit to us to remind us just how much we are totally loved by God, whatever we're facing right now. But the heart also reminds us that God wants us to love him in return. To come to realize that the life God has for us, the life God intended for us, even when it's hard, it's the better way to live because we are living as God, our creator, intended. He doesn't just make up rules to boss us around. He wants what is absolutely the best for us. When we love someone, we don't want to hurt them. We want to do things which make them happy. And the same is true with God. When we love God, we will seek to do the things which please him. We'll seek to live as Jesus taught us. But the main way we show that love is how we love and care for others. The Bible tells us that God pours his love into our hearts so that we can share that love with others. And at harvest, that means giving thanks for the things we have been blessed with, not clinging on to them selfishly. And one way we can express that love is through giving. That might be on a big scale like the Operation Agri types appeal. It might be giving a can of something to your local food bank. It might be looking out for and caring for others, particularly those who are, who are really vulnerable at the moment. For each of us, it will be something different. But the best way we can truly show God that we appreciate the harvest he has given us is when we don't just receive his love, but when we share it with others so that more and more people will know just how much God loves them. And so, as we celebrate harvest, let's use our eyes to notice those whom God wants us to notice. Let's use our ears to hear those whom God wants us to hear. Let's use our hands to work to make the world more like Jesus would have it be. And as we open our hearts and receive God's love so freely, may we return that love and share that love with those we meet. For if we do, then we'll truly be celebrating harvest as God would want us to. Grace and peace to you. Amen.